What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. Joining me, making his debut episode, Tom Jackson. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Excited to be on the pod. Ryan, back as always. How are you feeling, man? Good. One more day, and then I'm back in the Lone Star State. All right. Same. Uh, same I, I was going to say same here, but I will be there on Friday. All right. So I hope we leave without you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then. All right. So speaking of the Lone Star State, we're going to talk about Texas versus OU this weekend. Texas versus OU, the Red River rivalry. Usually mess that one up. Uh, OU is ranked 12th right now. Texas 3-2, and 2-0 in conference, uh, second in the conference. OU 4-1, 1-1 in the conference, fifth in the conference. This is the 112th meeting. Uh, Texas currently leads the series 61-45 to five ties. Spread right now is OU minus 7.5. The game is at 230, which I think is a huge plus for us students trying to pregame and get hammered the night before. So what do you guys think about this game? What are you trying to see UT do coming out of the gate? Um, first off, I'm happy they moved it to two. I have always been too hungover and drunk to wake up at nine o'clock to pregame the game. So this is an awesome way to go. I just want to see them commit to a running game. Last time it kind of was like a, a running back by committee, three headed monster. And I didn't think anybody was effective. I think if you give one person the carries, um, you're going to have a lot more luck because I like, uh, Sam Ellinger led the team last time with what, 20 carries for 107 yards. Whenever your quarterback is getting majority of the carries, I don't think you're going to have very much success with a run game. Mm. Well, I think most yeah, of that was yeah, due to, to, to crappy, uh, pass blocking about, by the O-line. Like, so there was no sacks led up in the game by the O-line, but that was mostly due to Ellinger just having good pocket presence and getting out. Um, but I, I agree. We need to establish some sort of run game. Yeah, I think he's led the team. I think he's led the team like the past two or three weeks in rushing and rushing attempts. Like both mm-hmm. of those are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Want to see. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree I mean, with you, Ryan. I want to see them run the ball with Chris Warren early and often, and then I think it'll let Ellinger have uh, easier throws. Because uh, Warren and Porter both got seven carries with Carter getting six. I mean, you can't really establish momentum or, like, any sense of, like, uh, courage to run against the line. Like, I I mean, you're going to have to give them more than seven carries to establish some type of momentum for a back. And then maybe have somebody come in as, like, a change of pace, like, just give guy a breather type style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think that uh, that Warren needs to get the bulk of the carries. So the only reason why I, I think he's not starting is because he's a, he's a less than ideal pass blocker. And then Tony Carter showed some really good burst um, in this last game uh, against uh, um, uh, K State. So uh, I think we we have a good speed back with him. But I think Chris Warren still needs a lion's share. Like that last touchdown in overtime, like no one else gets there. Like, I mean, the dude's just. Yeah, he. Do you guys think Sam Ellinger has the job from here on out? Definitely. Like, you, you I mean, I think he should. Yeah. I think I mean, so, too. He threw for 380 yards last, last time out versus Kansas State. Two touchdowns, one pick. Rushed for over 100 yards. A leading rusher. Won the game 40-34. to 34. I think he looked good against a pretty uh, tough team that's always well coached. I think mm-hmm. he should remain the starter, too. Uh, how, do you, how do you guys think that – so OU Law obviously dropped a bad one versus Iowa State last week. How do you guys think that impacts – this week and their mentality and their focus going into this game against UT in the Cotton Bowl. I really wish they would have won that game because now I think this is like a, a wake up call for them. Uh, I wish they would have they could have fallen asleep against us instead of Iowa State. Uh, I, I think this this makes them refocus during practice this week and and come out with some fire against UT. It should be an interesting game. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Tom. I think this is like 100% a makeup game. The season for them is on the line. Like, it, it's it's done for us. Like, we, we don't have, like, college, like, bowl aspirations. I think we may go bowling. It's going to be a lower-tier bowl, though. But for OU, this is make or break it. Like, if somebody else falls out of, like, the top ten, they can definitely sneak in there, but they have to win this week. They cannot lose against an unranked Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could still probably make the playoffs. Because, um, you know, an early loss, early loss isn't so bad. Especially if they win out, so I I think you know they lose. So obviously they lose thirty eight to thirty one last week, blew a fourteen point lead. I think I think it's just going to make it a tougher matchup for UT. They're going to be much more focused in practice. There's going to be a much bigger sense of urgency. Uh, you know, usually it's not uncommon for OU to play down to an outmatched UT team and lose, but just coming off the loss, man, I think they're going to be pretty ready for this game. What are y'all's predictions for this game? What do you think the score is and uh, any other? Uh, I, I think it's going to be close. I mean, we always play them pretty close. Last year it was like 46-40, right? I think it's going to come down to a last-minute uh, touchdown drive. I'm going to go 36-30 us um, just because I want to believe in Texas football. I think we're back. We beat <laughs> Iowa State, so by proxy we beat OU, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly. how it works. I believe that's how the official um, AP poll is conducted. Yeah, yeah, I get us winning 35-31. We're not going to kick field goals because apparently Tom Herman just does not like field goals. Uh, also, Josh Rowland can't kick to save his life. And I do think that it's going to come back to, to a last-minute save your touchdown. Um, My thing about our kickers is out of, like, what, there's, like, 7 trillion people in this world or whatever, 7 billion, like, how can we not find one person that can kick a field goal? I, that just blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, 50,000 people at UT alone. I mean, uh, yeah. But, hey, hey, guys, next year we got we got Dicker the kicker coming in. Cameron Dicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I have – you know what's funny speaking of – I have Texas winning. So I was thinking literally about that. I was like, they're not going to score field goals. So I had them going – I had them winning 27 to 24, but I think they're going to miss an extra point. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call my shot now and say Texas wins 27 to 24, but I think it's, it's going to be close like Ryan said. These games are usually a lot of fun. I'm glad it's at 2.30. Me and Ryan are going to be hammered. Tom, are you going to the game, or what are you doing? No, I'll be watching it from Abel's most likely, so I will also be hammered. Good, good. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have this in our little, uh, our little pre, pre-game like, write-up, but isn't it crazy to think where UT would be if we just didn't, you know, <clears throat> drop, drop the, the opener and if we would have pulled that double overtime game out against USC? Yeah, there's there's been a lot of really good stuff coming out of this team lately, especially the defense. And it, it's crazy how, how close we were uh, to beating UC, USC and how well Ellinger's played. Like the one thing that's really impressed me about him is his pocket presence and his ability to not get phased. Like starting out at K at K State, not like throwing a pick on the first play of the game and not really giving a shit. Like the the kid's got a good mentality. I mean, my, yeah, I just my meant, like, thing ranking wise, watching this team is like. I, I, ever since Sam took over, why could Foreman not have stayed one more year? Imagine how amazing this team would be if we had Foreman in the backfield with Sam. Oh my god, yeah. that would be incredible. But like, I meant like, I meant more like rankings wise. Like, I mean, if we didn't drop that early game, which we should, like, you know, we shouldn't have lost to Maryland to come out of the eight. And it's very easily easy to uh, to imagine that we probably should have won that game versus USC. I mean, we'd be undefeated right now. Uh, we, I think we'd be ranked pretty close to OU, if not like above them, whether or not that's deserved or not. But 
You know, that this is like this is what sucks about losing early in the season. It just it, it like just cripples any chances you have. Uh, especially if you lose twice. It, it cripples any chances you have of like really getting up there. But um all right, I like those predictions. Let's move on to NFL. Let's get our eliminator picks in really quick. So the three games I have listed down, Cleveland at Houston. Houston's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. New England at New York Jets. That's going to be a fun one for Ryan to watch. Also lots of alcohol. <laughs> New England's minus 9.5. The Giants at Denver, and the Denver's, Denver's favored by 12. So uh, any, do you guys like any of those games or anything else for your eliminator? Uh, my favorite this week is probably the Ravens over the Bears. Um, I I, lo- I didn't really like what I saw from Trubisky. I thought he was just a pretty average quarterback. I think the Ravens can take this one. The Bears haven't looked pretty good lately. Yeah, I God, man, last week made me so mad. It's just why can't Ben Ro- like I I chose the Steelers. They're at home. They play much better at home. Playing the Jags, nine and a half point favorites, I believe. Like, why can't Pitt I, – I know one of them was, like, tip, so I don't blame that one as much, but the guy throws five picks, looks awful. I don't know why they're giving Ben – like, they gave Ben – before it was 9-7, to seven, the uh, the Steelers were up, I believe. And they let Ben throw the ball, like, 38 times and only ran the ball to Le'Veon Bell at, like, 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 13. Do you, do you think he still has it? Steelers. Didn't he say in his press conference, like, somebody asked him what happened, and he was just like, you know, maybe I just don't have it anymore. I mean, he was considering retirement before the season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, barely trudges to the finish line and just retires quickly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount of, guy, uh, the amount of uh, hits that guy's taken over the past couple of years, I mean, I don't blame him. He's, what, 35 years old? Yeah. I got. I, th- I think the one I'm going to go with, uh, Ryan, is Denver. I mean, you have the Giants coming into Denver. They're... <laughs> Their entire wide receiver core is gone. So, like, you know, we keep t- we, we must have talked like this every single podcast, how the NFL is just a blood sport, and they're just dragging bodies off the field one by one. You got o- o- Odell Beckham Jr. out for an entire season, who's their number one receiver. Their number two, Brandon Marshall, might be out for the season with a, uh, a, shun, uh, uh, right, a leg, I believe, too. Then their third receiver, Sterling Shepard, is out for a couple weeks with spraining his ankle. And then their fourth receiver, Dwayne Harris, is also out. Like they are just—they're literally just gonna have to go on the streets of New York and try to see who can play and catch some catch some balls. No, I totally agree. My my bold prediction for that Giants game is that uh, their cornerback Dominique Rogers Cromartie will play at least like a couple snaps at wide receiver because they just don't have anyone. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't have anybody. I mean, they were so. I think Dwayne Harris is their kick returner. Then he gets hurt. So then they put Odell Beckham in. Then he gets hurt. Then they had. And then they had. Oh no no. Then they had like Sterling Shepard as like their punt returner. He gets hurt. So like all like not even like forget the wide receiver core. Even their like kick like special teams is hurt by this. It's just a total mess. Oh, the, the, the obvious solution. They should just sign Terrell Owens and uh, Chad Ochocinco again. You know, <laughs> bring the boys back. Or um, is Josh Gordon still with the the Browns? I, I think they have his rights, but he has not been reinstated by the NFL yet. Yeah. Did y'all see? Was it him that that what came out and said that uh, Baylor offered him um, uh, a tox like a, a toxic kit or whatever it's called, yeah, drug yeah. kit to basically get clean? Yeah, yeah. Is the, that, was that him? Yeah, yeah. The, so yeah, some yeah. I read that today too. Some uh, news surface that Josh Gordon, uh, the, the coach, are helping him beat drug tests at Baylor. So 
Got another uh, great thing coming out of Baylor nowadays. I just don't understand how they haven't gotten the death penalty. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk some NBA. The biggest thing I really wanted to talk about, Adam Silver considering reseeding the teams 1 through 16 for the playoffs. We talked about this in the last podcast, I believe. But what do you guys think about this idea? And uh, who do you think, obviously, advantages the advantage for the West, but um, what teams do you really think it would uh, be a big uh, – Plus four. I love it. Like I, I think that, that especially with the West being so stacked nowadays that, that it's just it's a bloodbath during the regular season. Um, and I think that, that conferences really don't matter um, anymore. And I think that I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. I, uh, I I do like it. I, I think that we have been tr- like should be going towards a just a top sixteen team playoff system. But the thing that I don't like is that the league changed the like the anti tanking rules. So basically, if you have like a pick one through four, you now only have like a like I think it's like a fifteen percent chance. Where before, like if you were the worst team in the league, you got like a twenty five percent chance of getting that top pick so not only are you now not encouraging tanking you are like teams that can't make the playoffs what do they have to play for like my brooklyn nets if we can't sneak into an eighth seed and we can't get a high pick then like why why bother playing like what are we playing for yeah i would probably kill their ticket sales for sure i think it's i think it's a big advantage for the upper half of the west you know houston san antonio okc um, you know, to play, be able to in Golden State. Obviously, I mean the Warriors, whatever they already have all their advantages. But I think it would give them like a an advantage to just play, be able to play a series or two without having to face each other. At the bottom of the division, the the West and the East, it's like towards the bottom of like the playoff teams have actually kind of evened out over this past year. Um, last year, they both the, the the two eighth seeds had the same record. I think at like forty one and forty one. So, mm. but you have but you have all the I think it's a big incentive. Do you guys think it, that it would probably make LeBron just go to the West if this did happen? Because, like, I mean, I think it would get rid of what's what's been dubbed the instead of the Eastern Conference playoffs, it's been called the LeBron Invitational, <laughs> and I think it's the only matchup anyone. I mean, the only matchup anyone will want to see out of the East, anyways, is the Cavs Celtics. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't even think that one would be that close. But I think it benefits LeBron. If I, think it, I think it would make him leave. Uh, I think I mean I think it's an easier uh, route to being like having a, a better record for for LeBron, um, and I think a I think a dark horse team like like the Wizards might might pop up soon as well. Always with those Washington teams. <laughs> hey man, John Wall looks good. John Wall, Bradley Beal, uh, Otto Porter. I mean, if, if you're gonna move to this system, then why why even bother having conferences though? I mean, I, I get the travel and everything, but like you're still gonna end up traveling like or playing teams relatively close to you anyways yeah i was just about to talk about that um there's definitely some travel problems right like i mean if if you're gonna have to fly all the way across the country like and then all the way back like let's say you're in the east coast go all the way to the west coast play like the warriors or something i mean while while you're likely to lose against that team anyways let's say portland i mean it kind of leaves them on much shorter rest which is just not good for health in general which the players are not going to want that. The you know the NF you know the the, the players' association is not going to want that. The owners aren't going to want that. Um, so the only way to combat that, you know, you make the playoffs longer. You know, give them extra rest, but they're already pretty long. I mean, the playoffs are two months long. It feels like it takes forever just to get to the finals. 
Yeah, I mean, like, the, the only know, other thing that... I could think of is, and they've been talking about this forever, but shorten the season from 82 games. But, I mean, the owners aren't going to like that. They're going to lose it on ticket sales. They're going to lose it on television coverage. I mean, I don't really see it happening, but that's, I think, the only way that you could work it in there. Mm. Yeah, if anything, like, like I, I don't think that the regular season could be shortened. Like, uh, there's, I, I just, having players, like, compete for the same records, like, that just washes away everything that's been done in the past. For, for records in the future like if anything shorten the the like the first like the semifinals and the conference finals to like five games kind of like how the mlb just uh, shortened up some series yeah i feel like there also have to be a regular season change right because you know if you're the on the western conference you don't want to hear or you don't want to play the golden state warriors four times you don't want to play all these tougher western teams four times and then the east only have to play them twice and then also only get to play weaker teams twice instead of, you know, or four times instead of us getting only to play them two. So I think there there have to be a lot of changes. Um, there's concerns on player rest, health, expenses for longer travel. I just don't see it happening anytime soon, but I think it's a good idea. I think it's like, I think it's something that the, I'm glad, I, I'm just glad Adam Silver, he's looking like a great commissioner because he at least considers things and he thinks about things I mean, just the the change in the the All Star game is a great start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, knowing that it's just it just had turned into a, a I, I don't know skills competition in like live like in live form. Like, well, and also I think just like, this gets like, gives other players like Damian Lillard like like I feel bad for that guy. Like he's stuck in the West in like the among like the, the greatest guard era in history, um, and the guy can't make uh, an All Star game because he's just lower tier in the West. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else on the NBA before we talk some uh, baseball? Uh, no, except for our boy Jared Allen is inspected to increase minutes uh, in the Nets rotation as he's our only true center. So keep an eye out on the UT alum. Yeah, keep an eye out for my boy Aaron Gordon on the Magic. He's breaking. Yeah, I'll be sure to do that. All right, getting a little out of my wheelhouse here, but that's what the podcast does. We talk about things we know nothing about. That's just our thing. So we're going to talk about the current status of the baseball playoffs right now in the NLDS Nationals versus the Cubs versus the Cubs. The Cubs lead two to one. The Dodgers versus the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers sweep and win three to one. The Astros versus the Red Sox. The Houston wins three to one in the ALDS. And the last series left: Cleveland versus the Yankees. Series tied at two to two. Ryan, what are you thinking so far? I, of the baseball so this is completely different than in years past. The, if you've watched any baseball this year or watched ESPN or anything like that, you know that there's been an uptick in home runs this year, and that totally transitions into the playoffs because there is like absolutely no pitching this year. It's all about big bats and who can hit the most bombs, who can get the most hits. Last year it was all about the aces, like big rotations like uh, Clayton Kershaw and then Madison Bumgarner, and then you had all the Mets rotation. And then you had Arietta and Chicago. It was all about pitching. But now, honestly, we have like Houston, whose rotation was is above average. That's about it. You have the Yankees rotation, who isn't very good. Really, the only good team out there with a good rotation is the Nationals. And I don't think they're going to be able to pull off this series either. So it's all coming down to offense, especially in the American um, league. Not so much the National League, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really awesome World Series to just see a lot of power bats. I think it's gonna be the Astros and probably like just good pitching and a good lineup, which is probably gonna be the Dodgers. So it's gonna be fun. So I feel like, I feel like, so, I feel like uh, you already said Astros. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Tom. I feel like every year the Nationals always get super hyped up, and I get super excited about it, and they just fall apart in the playoffs. Like every single, it, it's just like it's so tough being a Nationals fan. It's like, okay, all right, we got Bryce Harper coming off an MVP season, we got the best starting lineup in in, in the whole league, and then now you know we're falling apart. I I love it because uh, we're in the same division, the Mets and the Nationals, and I despise the Nationals, and I love seeing them crash and burn in the playoffs. It's one of my favorite holidays every year, just to watch the Nationals lose. Yeah, you know, Ryan, I feel like that's pretty much mostly what you do as a as like a New York Jersey fan. Is just just kind of wish shit on every other team. Hey, the, <laughs> I mean, you got that, that happens with the Jets, the Nets, the Mets. Yeah, yeah. yeah hey, you know the, the Devils, Devils are Devils, looking pretty good. I, I mean, we're still in preseason, but we we've won like three three out of our last three. You know, just sad. I mean, hey, doing uh, hockey research with Joe last week, the first thing I look up is like, all right, let's go see how the Jersey team is doing. And it was like, arguably the worst team in the league. Yeah, like, I mean, okay. obviously, we, we can't have nice things. If we had nice things, I think all of us would just die up here. Who would you even say is the best team out of Jersey? Uh, right in the area, I would go the Mets. Only we were injury prone this year, but we made it to two World Series and a playoffs. But outside of that, Jets haven't really made a, like an AFC championship since 2009. Uh, Devils haven't won a Stanley Cup since like, ugh, like 10 years now. So, And the Nets? Oh, God. I, ugh, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, uh, just a quick teaser for the listeners. Joe has this really, really good idea, basically uh, cross-city and cross-teams. We'll talk about it later on uh, one of these later episodes, but Ryan, I definitely want you there for that because that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, who do you – so you have you say you have Houston going to the World Series, so I'm assuming you you think they'll beat either one of them. Yeah, I, I think pretty easily. It's just like their, their bats are so hot right now, and their rotation is pitching well enough to keep them in any game. I, I just don't know how you can stop them. And who do you think wins out of the Nationals? Uh, I'm going to go Cubs, Cubs only Cubs. because the Nationals, any Washington franchise, be that the Wizards, the Capitals, or the Nationals, they just can't seem to win in the playoffs. They are the best choke team out there. I'm going to go Cubs winning that one, and then the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. And I think the Dodgers are going to win in six probably. Um, and it's just it's it's going to be a really good World Series this year, I think. Any thoughts, Tom? Go Nationals. Uh, we're pulling this one out. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to hope All right, Tom. Nationals, but, I'm, but yeah, re- realistically, Nationals going to screw it up somehow. It just happens every single year. All right, Tom. You're new to the pod, and you know what that means. we got to get your domestic beer ranking. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have your time. Me and Ryan will try not to laugh. It's all you, buddy. All right. So I'm going to start off with, with the, the clear-cut number one is uh, America's favorite military. No, 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 no. You got to start at five. Oh, work your way up. Okay, work your way okay. up. So, so uh, last, uh, easily Bud Light, definitely. Uh, working our way up. Uh, Keystone. Uh, Lone Star after that. Well, give us some reasoning here. Don't don't just power through it. Come on. Yeah, right, right, I, 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 I defended all my shitty choices. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so start at Bud Light. Why is Bud Light, quote unquote, the shittiest? Even though it's the best selling beer in the world. Uh, like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I only drink it when I get it for free. So that's why, like, it's even on the list. So, like, it's like my least favorite of, of beers. Uh, there's just something about it that doesn't, it never stands out. I associate it with uh, Cowboys fans who wear jorts um, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but that's. 
situation. Uh, so we're, we'll, we'll go up next to, to Keystone. I mean, it's the, uh, it's the old college favorite. You can never really go wrong with it. Nothing too bad about it. Nothing really good about it. Uh, Lone Star is, uh, honestly, it's, it's been growing on me lately. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've had it a couple of times recently, and I'm like, okay, I don't remember this being as bad as it used to be. Like, uh, you know, it's got, got good can design. You know, keeps it, keeps it nice and Texan. So, big fan of that. Uh, next, we'll go with uh, Coors. You can't really go wrong with some, some ice-cold silver bullets. Uh, it's got a, got a, you know, solid taste. Not too bad. Not too good. Uh, and then, then, obviously, Miller's just the, the, the go-to choice for the best beer out there, uh, domestic beer. I mean, you can just really never go wrong with it. Okay, I don't have a problem with your top two, but Lone Star. I mean, okay, here's my problem with Lone Star. It's so yeah, skunky. Yeah, but, but it's the national beer, Texas. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just it's too skunky. I mean, you can't like you can't have like Keystone in there. Oh, all right. I mean, what do you think? Ryan, uh, I like it. I noticed there was no Milwaukee's best in there, but I'll let it slide. That that must be like in a tier <laughs> above everything else. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I uh, I think Bud Light is just water lying to be, being beer. So you know, I agree with that. I, I like the the Cowboys fan and Jorts reference. That that was solid. I just realized I asked Ryan how he thinks about this beer when his ranking is the definitive worst of all time on the pod. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The, the Ryan, are you uh, drinking it? Uh, yeah, I, I actually am. I'm drinking. Um, my friend left this, and it's awful. So I'm just trying to get rid of it. It's pumpkin spice by Ligenkugel. It is awful. It's it's literally oh, barely undrinkable. Oh. oh. Oh, now, what what, what oh. do they have to pumpkin spice everything like? Oh, oh it's still not good. Is, is anything sacred? Is anything sacred? Come on. Can we not? Yeah, can we not put pumpkin spice into everything? N- no. Uh, Starbucks. I'm oh, drinking a Land Shark is solid. How come no one's mentioned Land Shark? I count that as like a big beer. Oh yeah. Well, maybe we should do like another. Um, another ranking that's more like uh mexican like island style kind of like lager beers because i feel like corona and like dos Equis and stuff like that are kind of like in, a, in like pacifico they're all like in it's like a different kind of realm mm-hmm. yeah 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 there's gonna be like a certain time and place to drink those like i mean i, I like a good like tecate or corona when, when the time is right you know like, like sitting on a beach or like on a bar or something like that yeah i kind of have the same theory with like movies like i always when if anybody ever asked my my favorite movie i'm never gonna say or like even top five top ten i'm never gonna say a comedy i think comedy movies are like in a different category altogether like you can be it's gonna be a great comedy one of the best of all times but i'm not gonna put it above like i don't know say saving private ryan mm, yeah anyways um all right let's get in the main bullshit story i've pretty much seen this literally everywhere um this Miami Dolphins coach, he's the O-line coach, caught doing uh, what looks to be fat cocaine lines. Um, this, this, this was Chris Forrester. In this video, it's, it's a video online. You can find it wherever. And he's pretty much just snorting massive lines of coke. Uh, talking to it, it, Apparently, it was his like, side chick who was like a stripper who I think he, like, had a baby with and, like, 
now he can't party with her because she's going to keep the band. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's Ryan, awesome, and video? I've been trying to find his, like, tops training card for, like, a week now. Oh, no. Tom, did you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's always the, the uh, like, th this has been this age-old conundrum of, like, if a dolphin did snort coke, would it do it through its blowhole or through its, like, mouth? And now we obviously know it's, it's, it's through the nose. So it solves the whole thing. I mean, I think you just got the wrong idea. They obviously asked him to do some offensive lines, and he found the most offensive lines that he could do. Yeah, he's just doing, he's, yeah, the he's, best thing he's doing a great job. You know, he's being a good coach. The best thing I saw, the best thing I saw was that's the best line he's seen all weekend. I mean, oh, I will no. say though, not that I've ever partaken in any of it, but that this is probably a very common thing with the people outside that don't show any emotion. Like Belichick, Belichick is probably a straight edge guy, but like watching Rex Ryan for so many years with the Jets, like there's no way that guy wasn't on anything. Oh, especially with like how like, I don't yeah, know, exactly. That's is. what I'm saying. Yeah, man. My favorite. Yeah, that's like, that's definitely some cocaine fueled rage right there. My favorite coach that gets angry is Pete Carroll. Uh, are you sure that's gum? Are, are we are we completely sure? Because <laughs> you can chew on leaves. Uh, I have been in Peru. You, you can chew on cocaine leaves. <laughs> For someone that hasn't done it, I, I mean, my friend, my friend knows all about it. <laughs> all right, guys, anything else? Yeah, actually, uh, so you know how the last time. time I was on the pod, uh, we were talking about the whole like college basketball allegations and stuff. So it came out that uh, Rick Pitino mm -hmm. actually took ninety-eight percent of a Adidas deal that paid one point five million dollars, which means that this guy was just taking like $1.48, $1.49 million off the book. And like nobody thought to look into that. Like, hey, where did that money go? Like, was it accounting error? Or like, I just don't oh understand God. I can be that blatant about it. Yeah. Have you, have you guys ever seen that? Uh, I think it's a 30 for 30 called Soul Man. With, uh, I believe it's Sonny Ricardo. Right? It talks about the whole like corruption and how he started essentially this like, massive like pay to play system in college. How do they do that season? This was like back in I think like, like the eighties or the nineties, uh, back when he was like a, a rep for I believe it was Nike at the time, and he just started distributing shoes to coaches and shoes to players, and and like they, he would make these like exclusive access like tournaments where coaches who were uh, he who were Nike uh, uh, sponsored could only attend, and where like it was totally off the books. So, yeah, yeah, no. Like for anyone who wants to to know more about this or learn more about this, like it's a super interesting documentary. It's just it's crazy how this one guy started all this. Those thirty for thirty documentaries are the best. Yeah, he's actually the guy that signed Michael Jordan to, uh, to Nike. Uh, really, yeah, my uh, my favorite thirty for thirty is uh, they did one. Over the Oakland A's pitcher that pitched a perfect game on like LSD. That one's just fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. That's actually, I think that's more of like a. What's the opposite of. Uh, like <laughs> that's a, a good that's thing. like the least like, I feel perfect. I like that's game. more of like an inhibitor. That, 
Yeah, like that's like that's not like a you know like a, a <laughs> yeah, steroid. It's or a performance like, like de-enhancing drug. It was a perfect was it a, game. Wait, a perfect game or a no hitter? Yeah, yeah, it was a perfect game. Holy, yeah, cow. he was like he couldn't see like the the catcher's glove. He was just throwing. I like like the the fact that that guy like even made it to the mound is impressive. But throwing a perfect wait, game. is it confirmed that he did this, or is he, or is these like this guy just looking for fame or something? Because I just that sounds I mean, like, like I think bullshit. it's confirmed. No, that's true. And I'm all down. For, I'm down for bullshit. But... Yeah, like like the, the guy. I'm pretty sure it was Doc Ellis. Um, I believe he was, yeah he was on the pirates um and like he, he actually came yeah out and i'm and pretty sure it. his uh like teammates said like something was up that day like they could tell like well apparently it was a frequent thing for him to like drop acid and pitch like it wasn't a, a new thing so like oh you know it's just doc doing doc things <laughs> yeah there you go oh it's just ryan doing ryan things oh here we go no so he said uh quote uh, i pitched every game in the major leagues under the influence of drugs <laughs> so, oh my God! Oh yeah, Makes that's definitely how thing. Ryan would go. <laughs> Tom, me, me, and Ryan had this terrible idea for a NASCAR like uh, league one day, and it it was pretty much just like let them do whatever drugs they possibly would want to do, and uh, just just and then pretty much and they had to like drink, a, so they had to keep like a BAC of above like a like a three or something. <laughs> Well, you can't say that. When Obviously, they're it's, it's pretty much. Wait, like would the pit crew in that scenario have to be under the drugs. same circumstances? I mean, I, 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 I think that'd be, be pretty funny. Just people falling around real. drunk, trying we to like screw on tires. <laughs> yeah, we're having a hard time finding investors. In case uh, you didn't know, Tom. Oh man, I, man, I had a check ready. Do you guys see this? Uh, oh Harvey yeah! Weinstein. Wow, that's that's just Weinstein, crazy. Weinstein story. Yeah, seriously, it's all just. Who all is like involved? I just saw the Terry Crews one, where he just like walked up apparently and like. I have no clue. I just heard dick. about it in passing. So. Uh, Angela. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think it was like Matt Damon too. Yeah, also. I think Angelina Jolie came out too. Like, like it's some like, like it's some crazy shit. Like I, the more that I I, I read into this, I'm like, damn, like this guy was just. Didn't care. We need to have another like fucked up. Uh, everyone just bring like a fucked up, silly, stupid oh, story. Oh, for sure, to that'd be awesome, Brian. Another episode of that. Because I mean, I've just been seeing countless come out of Florida. Like there was like one where like the these three gay dudes like all had sex. Uh, like while hurric while the hurricane was going on, and then one got pissed at the other and like killed him and then the other two were like oh whatever we'll just leave him here and then they like just left his like body like sh like crammed into like a uh, pantry with his like head sticking out and some friend comes over and is like is that a dead body <laughs> wow. and then that's how they get caught uh i i just looked up weird florida news and the first thing that popped up was suspected burglar was ninja wannabe cops report Florida's just a weird Florida. Uh, Florida's just always been in the past. All right, I think that's going to do it. Any, any, anything else before we get out of here? No, nothing else. All right. For all right, so follow us at the BBB Podcast on iTunes. Follow us at the BBB Pod on Twitter. Leave us a fat five star. I, we've been getting some more. We've been getting some more, Ryan. I think. 
the 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 people are starting to respond to our our cries, our pleads. They've been they've been slowly trickling in. I'm liking it. Leave us a fat five star review on iTunes. I can't tell you enough how much that helps us. Get your friend's phone. Leave a five star review. Get your mother's phone. Leave five, all of them. Whole family. For Ryan, for Tom, I am Joey. See you later, folks.